0: Hey, friends. Oh, my word. I am so excited for this episode today. I cannot wait. Honestly, this episode is what I have been wanting to get into. And I love everything else that we've talked about thus far. But those are just kind of the primers, some of the extra fun stuff, the good stuff. But this one is so vital to your sexual health. And I love talking about it. We're going to cover anatomy. So a few caveats first. Number one, I am not a doctor and I am not your parent and I know all of those things. What I have found is that most everything that we're taught in culture about female anatomy is so completely wrong and it's not funny. Not only is it wrong and unhelpful, but it's actually harmful mentally, physically, all of the above most women have some sort of sex education in their life. If they went to public school in America, they probably had a class or a day or two that covered some of the basics. Or you might have had your parent talk to you maybe just a little bit, whatever it was, maybe like me, you were handed a book of like, here's what you're going to go through in puberty. And (laughs) funny story about that. I actually took that book to school because I didn't know what it was about. My mom like gave it to me and said like, here, you should read this book. And I was like, okay, that looks cool, and so I took it to school, and the cover, I can't even remember what it was now, but it was something like Know Your Body or something like that, and uh, (laughs) I definitely got made fun of for that one um, because they were like, oh, like you're reading that here in public? Yes, people, I'm reading it there in public, in middle school, get over it. Anyway, moving on from that, we're going to be getting into the basics of anatomy. Now, this is going to be a series. I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to be. I do have three episodes planned at this point, but there's so much to cover from all the different erogenous zones, from the external to the internal, the primary, the secondary, all of the things going on, male, female we're going to be covering most of it. Now it's not going to be in depth because like I said, I'm not a doctor, but it is going to be the things that you need to know. You need to know these things because it's your body. And you need to know these things for so many other reasons which we're going to get into. Expect these episodes to be a little bit longer than the normal ones because there really is just a lot to cover, but I implore you to hang on because you you should know this information. So, first Is going to be focusing on the parts of the vulva, including the labia and the mons pubis. And then the next episode will be focusing on the clitoris, the vaginal opening, the perineum, the glands, all of that. And if you're already like, whoa, Amanda, can't handle it, just I promise you, it's going to be so good. You're going to learn so many things about your own self through this. So just keep listening get through the nervousness, get through the little, "Mm, oh my goodness, she just said clitoris, I can't believe it. It's gonna be good, okay? This episode is for everyone, but I'm going to be focusing primarily on women because that is my audience. Maybe you might be nervous, you more than likely haven't been given the information you actually need, and that's why I'm here, I want to help you. I want to get you the information that you should have. And a lot of people don't get it from doctors or parents or whatever. They tend to get it from either the internet Or their friends. So just listen like a friend, know that I'm here to help, and I'm gonna make this easy. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's gonna be easy. And also, your body is beautiful and perfect. And so this episode is going to help expand that knowledge of how beautiful and perfect it is, okay? So the reason that we're talking about this today, too, is most people honestly don't get the kind of education that they really need. If you live in America and you went to public school, you more than likely had some sort of sex education, but it was probably fairly short and maybe like one or two days. And you probably, from what I've gotten from most people and myself included, don't even remember what they covered. And I found this to be because of two reasons. Number one, the people educating aren't passionate about combating the lies and the problems that people face. Most teachers who are teaching the subject are really uncomfortable to be standing up in front of a group of people and saying, this is a diagram of the vulva. (laughs) They aren't comfortable. Trust me, I know it's a subject I'm talking about out here in the open and It can be a little nerve-wracking because you know there's a lot of things wrapped up into it. People have experiences you don't know about. People have fears and all this stuff going into it. So when someone isn't passionate about combating the lies and making sure that people are educated, it typically doesn't get ingrained. There's an entire part of your world you probably don't know enough information about. So why should you be listening to this? Why should you know these things? Because statistically, the majority of women don't even know what they actually look like down there. Do you know what you look like? Do you know what your hands look like? Your face? Your body? Here's what I find absolutely crazy. So many women on this planet jump into sex without the faintest clue about their sex organs. There is no way that you would go shake somebody else's hand and have it be the first time you've ever looked at your hand. For the majority of us, when we leave the house, we at least take a look in the mirror before we head out the door. But how often have you looked at your vulva? Do you know what it is? Do you know what that word is? Do you know where your clitoris is? Would you know how to explain it to your partner? Because you can't just go into sex and expect your husband to say, yeah, I know exactly how to please you. That's not, that's not likely. He doesn't have one. Okay, you do. It's your body. It is important to know your own body. And also to combat the shame because there's nothing wrong or gross or dirty about your sex organs. They are beautiful. They're made like that for a reason. They smell like that for a reason. For the rest of this episode, I just want you to have this internal dialogue going on where you're telling yourself, just speak life over yourself that I am beautiful down there. I am normal down there. I was made that way for a reason. I would wager a bet that if you don't know your own body parts, there's probably an internal reason for that. Maybe you feel like it's dirty. Maybe you feel like there's shame. Maybe you feel like, well, you know, it's hidden down there. I don't know how I'd look at it. A mirror, that's so awkward. You wouldn't be alone. But you can't communicate. You can't love. You can't fully be in sex if you don't know what you've got to work with. And you can't expect him to be the one to know how to work with it. He hasn't lived with a vulva. You have. It's your body. You need to know how to be able to share it. Sometimes I get a little jealous of guys. It's not really their fault, but most of their sexual makeup is on the outside. It's protruding. Whereas most of the female makeup is hidden internal, which on that side note, there used to be this stigma of shame that was centered around women in particular because the belief was that God hid the vulva and the vagina because it was shameful. But instead, I like to think of it more like this. It's hidden to make it fun to discover and explore. In either case, unless you're incredibly acrobatic, it really isn't easy to get a look at ourselves like it would be for guys. We have to be intentional if we want to understand ourselves, to put in that intentional effort to figure out how we work, what we look like, what we want, and how to share it. So you can do this now or later or not at all if you're not ready for it. But I would ask you to do something that my sex educator, my professor in college, told all of the people in his class to do, which is take a mirror, go home and look at yourself, figure out where things are at. So you can do that as you listen to this episode, you can do it after, you don't have to do it at all, but we're gonna walk through all of the parts and we're gonna talk about what they do and why they're important and how to use them the way that God intended. Also, it's not a surprise to me that most women have not looked at themselves or touched themselves or know anything about themselves. My husband and i were just talking the other day actually about how crazy it is to me that most women who have gone through puberty have a period about once a month and yet we still hide our tampons up our sleeve and we hide the box of pads that we're buying at the bottom of the grocery cart oftentimes we're expected to be clean shaven smell like roses and be absolutely perfectly proportioned in shape according to porn or according to whatever Greek God statue that we imagine ourselves, that we should be, all of which is completely unrealistic. I want you to look at yourself and say, this is the way it was meant to be. I want you to buy that box of tampons and go, this is completely normal. I have a period. Lots of people have a period. I don't have to hide this. I wish as a middle schooler that I had brought that book to school and said, yeah, I'm learning about myself which is pretty awesome because I probably know myself better than you know yourself. And it is going to take me farther than any shame that you can put on me for having read that book and me having looked at myself and knowing what I look like is going to take me farther in my sex life with my husband than if I were to continue to believe that it's something that I shouldn't see or touch. And lastly, on this note, I know we're going a little long on this point, but typically you can't relax into things that you don't understand. In new experiences, do you feel relaxed or nervous? Why? Oftentimes, if you're nervous, it's because you don't know what to expect. If you want to combat those nerves, know what to expect, at least with yourself going into it saying, I at least know what I'm bringing to the table. Okay. All right. So now that we've got over why you need to know this information, and I hope you're still sticking around here, we're actually going to talk about the anatomy. So there are so many different things that I could cover, but I broke it out into the things that I know that you should know going into your sex life. Okay. We don't want more roadblocks. We want less. So we're going to talk about the main parts. We're not going to get super confused. We're not going to talk about all the little nitty gritty stuff that you don't really need to know. We're going to be talking about the important stuff. Okay, so let's talk about what is going down, down there. So before I give you each of the individual parts, I want you to go into this knowing that I'm giving you the typical scientific description of each of the parts, but please know that they are all different colors, shapes, sizes, just like we all have different hair color, we have different face shapes, nose shapes, eye color, all of that. It's the same thing with the vulva, okay? Different parts can be bigger, smaller. They can be brown, light pink, dark pink. They can be purplish colored. Some parts can be longer or shorter or they can react differently, okay? So know that everything that I'm describing here is open for variation. And yours varies from different from everybody else's. And it is made that way for a reason. It's going to turn your hubby on because it's yours and it's gorgeous and it doesn't need to or should not look like anything that you have seen previously or anything that you imagine it should be or what you think. Okay. Yours is just the way it should be. All right. That being said, I'm going to talk about the vulva. It is everything on the exterior. So when you spread your legs, that is the vulva. Everything going down there is the vulva. People often describe it as the vagina, but they're wrong. They mix those two up sometimes. And now you know. So the vagina is actually internal. The vaginal opening is there with the vulva, everything else, but the vagina is interior. The vulva is everything on the exterior. So we're going to start with when you're just standing there and you're looking at a mirror and you see this little, rounded part about to go down into your legs it's typically covered in hair but doesn't have to be that's called your mons pubis it's called uh in latin it means the mound of venus it's named after the italian goddess of love she her counterpart is the greek goddess aphrodite they kind of mix in literature and art and all of that but originally named after the italian goddess venus And it is there to protect the pubic bone. So when you put your hands there, you might have a little bit of extra cushion. Some people have more fat, less. It can be rounded. It can protrude a little bit more. It can be flush with the body and with the stomach. Everybody is different. But it is there for protection, for protection for the pubic bone when you get going with things. Okay, so that is the first part as you move down between the legs you have the labia majora these two lips there's the labia majora and the labia minora there's the outer lips and the inner lips and again they're all colors of the rainbow all shapes all sizes but they have an awesome function that most people don't talk about which we're going to get to but first i want you to know like one of the purposes is to keep everything clean down there it protects it It makes sure that everything is all tucked in nice and tight there with you. The outer lips, the labia majora, runs typically from the mound all the way back through the legs towards the anus. And they can be shorter, longer, more flush with the body. They can be a little chubbier, all of the stuff. So there's no specific right or wrong on those. And the labia majora lips, the outer lips, are also typically covered in hair whereas the inner lips are also typically not covered in hair. But again, this is open to everybody's different body types. One note also on the labia minora, it can be longer or shorter than the labia majora. That is very common. So if yours is longer or hangs out longer than the outer lips, that is completely normal and beautiful. Okay. That is very, very common. If they're really, really dark, also very common. If they're light, if they look the same as your your leg color or something like that, also common. Again, all beautiful in all of their own different ways. Okay. Let's talk about the lips. So, they have so many nerve endings. Not as much as some of the other areas that we're going to talk about, but still They've got a lot of nerve endings down there, which means that they should get a little bit of love too. A lot of people will focus on one specific area. Like, if they know that the clitoris is where things feel good, they'll hone in on that and they'll say, That's really where I need to be touched, like focused in. And other people think that, Oh, because of penetration, like my vagina should be where we put all our focus in. And then they forget all of the other parts. Let's learn to tease and have fun with everything that God gave us. If he put nerve endings there, it should be touched. It it has feeling for a reason. So don't ignore the lips. They feel good too. And what is so beautiful about these parts is God made them to prepare for sex, just like a man's penis gets hard. So I'm going to explain this to you real fast because there's a lot of misconception about men and women The assumption is that when aroused, men get hard and women get wet. Get that out of your heads. That's that's not how it works, okay? Men get hard. Women get hard. Now just hang on to it. I know that sounds weird. We're going to get there. Men get wet. Women get wet. We both do both. Okay. Why is that? Because we come from the same clump of cells in the womb. When you were first being formed, you came from the exact same parts with the exact same cells to work with. And as you start to develop, the reason you are different from a man is because of an X or a Y chromosome. But what a lot of people don't understand is that those parts that look so different are just really rearranged different. It's not that they're completely different parts. It's that they just kind of got moved and changed. So when you look at different parts of the man and woman, all of them are homologous, meaning that a man has a certain tube somewhere. You can find that same tube on the woman just in a different place. Crazy, right? It's, I just, I can't even, I love this information so much because it takes away from this idea that men were created for sex and women were just created to take it. No, we were both created for sex. We both have the same parts, just moved around a little bit. All right. So the same tubes in a man that harden his penis with blood run right behind those labia lips and behind your clitoris. So your clitoris, which we'll talk more about in the next episode, is basically homologous to the man's head of the penis, okay? And then that shaft of his penis is like your labia lips. When you get aroused, those lips open up, right? I love that. How cool. So they open and they get ready for sex. They move everything out of the way because that blood fills and kind of swells. Think of like a flower and it's blooming and it opens up and it goes, here you go. Like Here's the inner part of the flower. We're ready now. Your lips do the same thing. Also, in the same way that a man can get hard and then the blood can flow away, if he does not ejaculate, the same thing happens with a woman. If the arousal goes down, that blood will just go away. Or if you orgasm, it'll go away faster. So that blood will all leave and everything will relax. But It blooms things out and also pushes that clitoris out so that it's more accessible. But again, we're going to talk about that later. But the reason you need to know this information is because you should know that you can't just assume like, oh, I'm not wet enough, so I'm not aroused. That's not the equation. It's when your lips start to move out of the way, that's the physical response that you're looking for. Now, it doesn't, you don't have to be completely aroused to have sex. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like you have to wait for them to spread apart or move or fill up with blood. What I'm saying is if you're wanting a physical response, you're wanting to be able to tell whether you're aroused, maybe you have arousal issues or maybe you're just not sure exactly how your body reacts. That is more of a sign. And you can also teach that to your husband. You can teach that to your partner and say, this is, this is me aroused down there. Things are shifting a little bit. They're moving. Um, They're darker in color because they have more blood down there. That is going to be more of a signal to you than whether or not you're wet because being wet has to deal more with your estrogen and your hormones than it does the physical blood rushing because of emotions down to your vulva. Okay. Makes sense. Okay, so we talked about those three things. You got it? The mons pubis, the labia majora, and the labia minora. And they're all a part of the vulva. Okay, so now that we've got through that, if you're still like, Amanda, I have no idea what you're talking about. Where is what and who is huh? Then I have an option for you if you want in the show notes. If you're like, I really need some help here. I have diagrams that are so beautiful because they vary in all their shapes and sizes, but I have diagrams that you can get in your email inbox and you can look at them and say, oh yeah, that's where that's at to explain it a little more because I know I'm just talking to you. This isn't some sort of video or anything like that where I'm pointing out all the different parts on a diagram for you. So if you want that safe information, I have them for you. You can go into the show notes, you can sign up, you can get that email and I'll make sure that it gets sent to you. Also, this is just one tiny part of all the stuff that I could talk about for this episode. And I am going to be adding so much more, going so much more into depth on all the purpose and the reasoning behind why God made us the way that He made us and how He made us in my course, Passionate Beginnings, which is opening soon. And I'm so excited, but it's for the woman who is either about to get married or she's just not sure about sex, but she needs the sex ed class that she didn't get because this world doesn't give us that kind of information. It's for her and it'll be opening soon. I'll be giving you guys more details here on the podcast and on my Instagram. But if you are wanting the sex life of your dreams, there is so much that can help you and I have it. I have it ready for you. It is my life passion to give you that information to help you get there. And it is all gonna be in my course. I am so, so excited. So I can't wait to tell you guys all about it more in the upcoming episodes. And next episode, we'll be going over the main point of arousal for women, which is the clitoris and a few other important things. But we're really gonna be focusing on that. So if you want to know how to reach an orgasm, if you want to know what is this thing that all people are talking about, if you want to know more about your body, I can't wait to see you next week. I love you, friends. Have a great week. Thank you for making it through this episode. The fact that you just listened to me say all those words, you are a champ. If you do go take a look at yourself later, I am so proud of you. I am proud of you for knowing that you should know yourself, for taking care of yourself in this way, and for fighting all of the stigma and the shame that is put on us as women. So go take action. I love you, friends.